If you've ever felt like you're doing it all and experiencing effects like stress or exhaustion or even burnout and you want to live with more wellness in your day-to-day, then grab a notebook and listen up as this episode with an incredible special guest is just for you. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows them to spend more time with their toes in the sand than their fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm an email copywriter and business mentor, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Hello, hello. We are talking to Dr. Amanda Che, a naturopathic physician and entrepreneur. Running a thriving clinic and wellness store, she realized the most common cause of hormone imbalance and chronic disease was chronic stress. Her background as both a doctor and owner-founder of multiple corporations has made her an expert in optimizing wellness and peak performance in the body, mind, and business. Amanda, welcome to the Freedom Found podcast. I am so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to chat with you today. So start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Maybe give us a background of how you got into your practice and your journey as an entrepreneur, because I know those two things are like huge in themselves. Yeah, totally. So thanks, Crystal, for having me. It's so nice to see you again. (laughs) I am a naturopathic physician. So I started out, I mean, it's a long kind of story of going through school and having a bit of a 20-year-old crisis of what I was going to do with my life. And then I realized that I wanted to do something with wellness and health, but also more kind of natural. So I wanted something that combined science and wellness, essentially. (laughs) So I learned about naturopathic medicine, something I had never known about before. And in Canada and BC, naturopathic physicians are similar to primary care doctors or medical doctors. So same thing, we can write prescriptions, lab requisitions, x-ray recs, et cetera. But I like focusing more on the root cause, diet, lifestyle, stress management, which we're going to talk about today. Yes. And yeah, and the reason why I decided on that route is my mom was really sick with ulcerative colitis when I grew up. And then I saw how like changing stress in her life really affected her disease process. So I was very, really, really interested in that. Well, I think that's so fascinating, especially considering Mm -hmm. you didn't know anything about this like naturopathic field before you got into it. I love that. Yeah. Yes. I know it was just like a weird kind of stroke. Someone mentioned it to me. And then I really like kind of diving deep in and investigating things before making big decisions about life. So I went and shadowed a whole bunch of naturopathic doctors. And I was like, yeah, this is great. These people are all like happy and relaxed. Like, I (laughs) I think that's so smart. That's the best way to make any decision, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like too, personally, like in my own health and wellness journey, I started out not knowing anything about the naturopathic world either and very focused on you go in, you get your medication and you walk out and that's how you solve your problems. And now, like as somebody with a chronic illness and just all sorts of other ailments that seem to befall me, I have found so much more success in my health and my well-being by focusing on what you said, like root cause and actually getting into lifestyle and Things that yes. take years to realize that I wish I'd yes. started sooner. 
<laughs> yes, but I mean, just realizing at any point and then moving forward is always good. <laughs> it's so true. Ever the optimist. For those yes. of you who don't know, Amanda and I are actually really good friends. And we met, gosh, I don't even know. Was it like over yes. a year ago? Yeah, it must be over a year. Yeah, because we did 12 plus six months, right? Yeah, we did. It was a year we and met ago. In, yeah. in a business program and have just been following along with each other's journeys ever since. And she's just a wonderful human being. And she's such a, (laughs) oh, thank you. You're such a wonderful source like of information around this topic that I think that a lot of entrepreneurs touch the surface level of, but they don't get really deep on what it actually means. So let's just get into like the deep stuff for a second. What does wellness as an entrepreneur really mean? Yes. And I wrote, I took some notes just so like, yes, <laughs> I love it. Wellness as an entrepreneur to me means balance between work and life <laughs> and having a successful business without burning out. Cause most of us get into being an entrepreneur to have some control over our schedule. But what ends up happening and what I see a lot in practice is that people are just working way too much, not outsourcing enough, wanting to have their hands in everything with their business and they end up burnt out and they don't get that awesome schedule that they were that they were hoping for. And I know some people don't like the term balance, but I really do think it is about creating balance in your life. All or nothing is not a good sustainable mindset for business and for life. And I think the more you can get into a state of just being more balanced and just not working all the time, not exercising all the time, it, it's all about balance. So it's like not, and I'll talk about it later, but just not Letting go of the idea of that you need to have perfect health or perfect business. Yes. Just letting go of perfection, I guess. Oh, so many good things already. First of all, I really love that you are not anti the word balance. Even no, when I was like not. coming into this interview, I was like, okay, I'm like, what's a different way that I can talk about this? Because I think that so many people immediately throw shade to this word. Why right. is that? Why do we have a problem with saying that we should have a balanced life and business world? I'm always curious when people are like, I don't like the word balance. Like, well, why don't you like the word balance? And when I've asked people this, it's because they feel like balance is non-achievable, mm-hmm. which to me is, again, is kind of interesting. Like, well, why do you think balance is non-achievable? <laughs> that opens up a whole bunch of other questions that I yes. like to ask people if they bring that up with me, because it's like, it's totally achievable. It's about your way of thinking about it and looking at it, right? That's fascinating. And then if we ask why, like several more times, you probably yes. get to the root cause, which is what you're saying right. about people not outsourcing enough and creating this yes. busyness within their own day-to-day and then bam, that's why balance is unachievable. I mean, there's a lot more deeper things going on there as well for most people. Is, yes. Um, but yeah, just, I just always asking whenever someone is kind of opposes a certain idea, I'm always like, oh, why is that? Let's kind of explore that a little bit. I love that. That's like the interesting, inquisitive part of you, the same one that like went out and shadowed all the naturopathic doctors in the beginning. It was like, let me see what all this is about. Um, That's right. And if there's people that are saying, yeah, I can have work-life balance, then that must mean it's attainable. So if there's other people saying, no, it's not, then it's like, well, I'm curious, like why is someone saying it is and someone saying it's not? Um, You know, I wanted to get into this and I was going to save it for later, but I'm just going to like throw this out there now. For those of you who haven't yet followed Amanda, which by the way, you need to go to the show notes now and follow her. She's just a wonderful human being and resource. And what I love so much is watching the balance that you have in your life. So 
like you run a clinic, you have recently opened up a supplement store, you've got the online side of your business, you have all these facets that anybody listening is probably like, wow, those are full-time jobs, each of them within themselves or multiple full-time jobs each. Yet you see Amanda like, you know, snowboarding on the slopes and hitting like, you know, midday chill sessions with your husband and all sorts of pieces that start to show that you can have this balanced lifestyle. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think my listeners know that I very much value having a balanced lifestyle as well. And while like we are going to be absolutely real, there are days that I am absolutely working my tush off, right? It's not all easy and like hanging out on the ski slopes or on the beach or whatever, but as much as possible it is. So how can we start to show the people out there who think maybe this isn't possible, that actually there are people living in this way and that this is real? Because I have actually had entrepreneurs say to me in this, the last few months, I've had a few conversations where people have said, you know, whenever I hear an entrepreneur say that they do not work full time, I just know Mm -hmm. that they're lying. (laughs) And I think that that plays into this, like maybe misconception, even about the word balance and just believing it out there. Right. I would say to that person, like they need to reassess maybe their thoughts and priorities. I maybe might not say it that bluntly, but again, I'd be like, well, why is it impossible? Like why, why do they think that that's impossible? Number one. And it comes down to, do they not have the right team members? I know in your question, you'd asked about like people having, needing to have a huge team. You can have a smaller team as long as they're more efficient. Is the person themselves maybe not as efficient with their time? Because a big thing for me is being really efficient with your time and maximizing your time. If you're working And I talk with this with patients and just entrepreneurs alike, but it's, you can work eight hours a day and not be very efficient, or you could work (laughs) probably four hours a day with the same efficient and get the same amount done. Right. So that's something I'm always looking at. Are they being efficient with their time? Maybe are their money goals not in alignment with their life goals? Oftentimes people are spending money they're not realizing, or they have this kind of random goal when really they could have the life that they want with less money, which would give them more time because they weren't working as much. So I think just not stopping to kind of step back and reflect constantly is a big kind of issue I see. The other thing I'd be curious about is are they too attached to their business? A lot of, unfortunately, we saw a lot of businesses fail in the pandemic and had like restaurants, for example, it's not their fault. Like they were forced to close, Mm -hmm. but if they saw their failure in that as their own personal failure, that would just be kind of crazy when you say it out loud like that, because it's not their fault. And there's always different reasons why. And I think if you're so attached, like I've heard people say, my business is my baby. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so intense. (laughs) My businesses are not my babies. If they were, that would be ludicrous because then you're so, then there's no separation. Then you feel like you need to be there all the time. You can't have that kind of even calm sense and thinking about it. Like it's just a business at the end of the day. Wow. I think that you might be the like morning motivation that we each need. (laughs) Like just shifting and reframing that mindset is Mm -hmm. so, so powerful. Right. So, okay. Then let's get into it a little bit more. So I know many listeners right now are probably thinking like, it sounds really great to talk and focus on our wellness. Right. But at the end of the day, we do, we have things to do and it's incredibly hard work running a business. So Leading on to that, like, how can we manage the expectations of our daily work with a level of wellness that we'd like to have? Right. So, I mean, I always, again, it goes back to what are your goals? And I had a mentor tell me a few or four years ago now, when I first started my practice, start with your ideal schedule and then just plan it out. For me, it's seeing patients. 
for other people that are listening, it might be like when they're seeing clients or when they're kind of working on promoting the business, et cetera. So just mapping that out, like in your perfect world, what would your schedule look like? And then having that set and then working within that instead of just trying randomly to get a bunch of business and then being everything all over. And I didn't take that advice at first. It took me a few years to actually, someone else told me and I thought, oh yeah, I should probably do that. But when you actually do that, then what happens is you kind of force the work into this time slot. So then you become more efficient within that time instead of just working all of the time, which leads to burnout. (laughs) And that's kind of my other point is like, don't work all the time. I think when people are starting a business, they feel like they need to be constantly working. But the truth is, if you are just really good, like working on being good at what you do, which doesn't actually necessarily require more work than being present in the moment with what you're doing. Mm. That's how your business is going to grow because you're going to get referrals. You're going to have a good time with that person. And I think, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of getting off topic. (laughs) No, it's also good. I love everything you're talking about so, so much. And especially this idea of starting with the schedule. It might seem like really basic, but like it's basic for a reason, right? That's foundational in literally how you spend your time. So if we're not operating with this, then we're going to end up sort of like you said, with our hands in all of these pies. And that's where you get to the end of the day and you're like, holy shit, how did I spend another 12 hour day like working on my business? Exactly. Yes. And again, like with that schedule piece also comes the money piece. And I know like a common thing that I see is people just putting out random money goals (laughs) without Mm. actually looking at how much do they actually need to make versus how much do they want to make for extra things versus their costs. And a lot of people are spending money on things that they maybe don't necessarily have the money for, or if they spend less money on that, they'd have more kind of, you know, spending money, or they're kind of making, like I said, these random goals without actually looking at the evidence of what you actually need. And again, looking at what are your goals? Like if your goal is to go on a trip, like for a month every year, how much is that going to cost? And then working backwards and figuring out, well, what do you need to make? And maybe that number is not you know, $50,000 a month or whatever random number that you said, maybe that number is actually like $5,000 a month, which is way less work than 50,000 potentially. Right. I did not expect us to have a money conversation. And now (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking, how could I have not expected this? Because that is one of like, obviously the main core drivers of business, right. Is obviously the impact and who you're helping. And then the end is like, we are a business. We are here to make money. Right. So right. why do we and not? for entrepreneurs specifically. Yeah. It's like the yes. biggest thing is to make our own income and to have our own time. So if we're not thinking about those in terms of burnout as an entrepreneur, then we're not thinking about it in the right way. Right. It's like Absolutely. starting from the top. Like those are the things you can control is your time and the money, you know, in a way you can control it, but yes. you can, you can what you're control- doing to to create that money. Yeah. Okay. So I think right now the listeners are like probably going like, oh, okay. I think Dr. J might be onto something. Let me hear a little bit more about this. I like the examples that you've actually given, like these arbitrary 50K months that people like are reaching for versus maybe shooting for 5K months. That's great. And that's all you need. And then you could have this balance of having this lifestyle where you're not working all the time and still able to access the things that you want, like taking trips, like buying, et cetera, right? How do you recommend somebody start to identify those money goals without getting overwhelmed, especially if they're marketing their business in the online space, hanging out on Mm -hmm. Instagram where these crazy money numbers are thrown around all the time? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, I would say number one, you have to know what you want, what you want for your life. <laughs> like if yeah. you want to have, I don't know, like a Louis Vuitton bag, a new one every month, like that's totally different than if you want to, you know, go snowboarding all, all winter and have more time and like take a month off. Like those are different goals and they cost different amounts. So I think you need to figure out, like you need to really step back and reflect like what for you is the most important? What do you want? And once you know what's most important to you and what you want and what's going to make you happy, then you can go back and say, okay, well, how much do I need to actually make that happen? Um, And then in terms of just, yeah, the money things online and like you and I both know from being behind the scenes, just like random kind of entrepreneurs is that oftentimes the costs of running that they'll say, okay, I may have had like a 30 K month, but that 30 K month may have also cost them 30 K, which means a zero K month. So always take what you see online into perspective. And then the other thing too, is again, which I always think like, how hard is that person working? If that person's always responding to me on Instagram or always on there, I know even if they're saying that work-life balance, they're not because I'm only on there for like 10 minutes a day. So if they're on there every time I'm on there, it's like weird. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think this is one of the things that I'm starting to see a shift in. I don't know if you've noticed, but people maybe being less interested in hearing about big money wins and things like that. And I think we're going to start to see a shift in people talking about profit margins and like lifestyle and pieces that provide a different level of value than just numbers. Hopefully so. But the only way that that will happen is if we all as a community start to value that more than making a lot of money. Right. right? But I mean, at the end of the day, like as a business, you need to have profit. (laughs) If you don't have profit, then you're kind of then you're hooped. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of money, but if you're spending a lot of money, which again, that's why it comes back to stopping and reassessing. Because the other thing too, is if you're burnt out and working all the time, you don't have time to stop and look at the numbers Mm. and kind of reassess and look at lifestyle and just kind of reflect like, how am I feeling? Do I feel happy? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a huge thing too, is once you're in that cycle and you're on that Mm -hmm. hamster wheel and you're going, 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 it's so hard to stop. And I think most of the time we had the ability to stop but it's more of our mindset thinking, I can't, I cannot get off of this right now or everything is going to crumble. What do you say to somebody who's sort of in that state? Let's move the conversation Mm -hmm. a little bit into the talk of burnout, right? That elephant in the room that most, I think almost all entrepreneurs at some point or another have experienced being burnout in their business, myself included. And actually you've gotten boxers from me before when I've been like, (laughs) Amanda, this is what I'm feeling right now. Does this sound like burnout to you? And she's like, yes, absolutely it does. (laughs) These are the steps that you should take. And you were such a valuable resource to me during those times. I can't thank you enough. What are the things that you say to somebody at that point where they're just in it and they don't really see a way out of working 24-7? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing... It's hard, but the biggest thing is to stop and take a break. (laughs) Like that's what your body needs. That's what your mind needs. And it gives you that time to kind of reflect. Like if you're burned out, that's when we have all these warning signs towards burnout. So before you get burnt out, you're in this high cortisol mode. So you're always sending out cortisol. So you're in this fight or flight, high anxiety, tired, but wired, having a hard time sleeping, feeling like you need sugar all the time. (laughs) Like all of these things, a lot of anxiety, no time for self-care, poor eating habits, little exercise, et cetera. And then eventually what happens is your brain says to your adrenal glands, we can't be making all this cortisol because it's too stressful in the body. 
So it decreases the amount of cortisol production, which actually will give you low energy, low motivation, low mood. That's when you're really feeling like you need to live off coffee. You can't survive without coffee. You feel like you need to just kind of, you're questioning your kind of job decisions. Like, is this the right thing? Should I just kind of leave and give it all up? Should I, you know, like move? Or there's all these different kind of thoughts that will come up when you're really burnt out. And so if you're in that more high cortisol state, which kind of comes to your question that you sent to me earlier, is burnout the same thing as stress? No, it's not. (laughs) Stress is more of a high cortisol situation where burnout is more of a low cortisol situation typically. And burnout is from chronic stress. Um, Ah, interesting. Yeah. So chronic stress leads to burnout. Burnout doesn't Mm -hmm. just come randomly. (laughs) So that's why it's Mm -hmm. important to know the signs and recognize them in yourself. But yeah, once you're actually in that burnout stage, your cortisol is too low. So at that point, you need to be thinking about actually taking a break, decreasing your workload. If you can't take like a holiday break, then at least just scheduling like five minutes in your day to do nothing, just multiple times throughout the day, low intensity exercise, really nurturing activities, just resting as much as you need to, because your body is literally putting the brakes on saying we need to slow down. And when your body's doing that, What happens is cortisol also helps protect us against inflammation. So if your body is suppressing cortisol, you're left with this low-grade inflammation, which leads to chronic pain, chronic like autoimmune disease. It just leads to all these chronic conditions that we're now more aware of. um, The fact that you know inflammation causes those. Wow, I think. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's. I want to let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit on the Hmm. impact on our health. So like hormone imbalances, like the chronic illnesses, all these other pieces that can come as a result of stress or long-time burnout. What else does that look like? Like what should we, if all of this enough isn't to make us say, okay, we need to change our lifestyle. Like what are the other negative impacts of stress on our health? Well, I mean, if you're in that kind of just stress in general, like more of that high cortisol situation, I mean, that leads to a lot of anxiety which for a lot of people is uncomfortable. (laughs) It leads to poor sleep, which if you're not sleeping well, your body can't repair and recover, which will make it hard to feel like eating well, hard to exercise well. If your cortisol is chronically high or it's crashed, it's too low, what happens is the enzymes that produce all of your hormones shift. And so all of our hormones, including the sex and stress hormones, start with cholesterol and then pregnenolone, and then it all kind of goes down this cascade with cortisol and progesterone estrogen being part of it. So if your body's trying to produce more cortisol, it shifts the enzymes away from making progesterone. And progesterone is more of our calming, relaxing hormone. It's precursor to GABA. So when women are low in progesterone, I start to see a lot of infertility, recurrent miscarriages, insomnia or anxiety before the period, Mm. heavy periods, crampy periods, like skin outbreaks before the period, all of those types of things, which again, that affects, oftentimes people will come to me for hormone issues. And they're like, it feels like my period just is like causing me problems a whole month long. And nine times out of 10, that starts with that chronic stress piece. Yes. You know, I remember you and I talked about that, like very near the beginning Mm -hmm. of our friendship. And now since it's funny because I've done this whole 180, right? I was like in this chronic phase of burnout, working all the time, all the things. And now I found this semblance of balance in my life. And I have completely different periods. I'm like, I have a different month. You know, I don't have chronic headaches and all of the things that I used to have that for (laughs) years I was like, well, that's just me. That's what I have. And in reality, there are shifts that we can make and it it takes patience, I think, because you don't see the results overnight. 
Right. <laughs> yes. Hormones take about three months to shift. So it takes a little bit of time. Uh, okay. So is there something we can do if there's a listener right now who's thinking, huh, I wonder, like, maybe I have some hormone imbalances. I might definitely be dealing with some chronic stress. Like, should they do any sort of, like, hormone tests? I've heard about these. Are they useful in this particular situation for us to go and analyze and see where our levels are at? I mean, I think it depends. Like, most of the patients that I see, we can get the results we're looking for without having to do extra testing just because I see so many of the same patterns all the time. So there's these very similar patterns that come up. It's very common for women to have high estrogen, low progesterone from chronic stress. It's a very, very, very common pattern. And again, there are all those symptoms that I said before, anxiety before the period, hard time sleeping before the period, heavy periods, crampy periods. If they're not getting the heaviness, crampiness with the periods, they might just have like a low progesterone situation. But it's pretty common to kind of see these patterns. So I think if you're seeing a licensed professional, they should be able to recognize those symptoms. You can get testing in the blood. Testing in the blood is kind of literally checking the hormone in that moment in time, which can change throughout the day. So it's not the best thing to look at imbalances. It's better at looking at more kind of certain conditions like PCOS for testosterone Mm. or, or some other kind of just low hormone situations. But in terms of imbalances, which most women have, I like doing a Dutch hormone test which is a a urine metabolite test. And it looks at how your body's actually breaking down hormones, how your liver is processing hormones. And it looks at the stress hormones as well, the cortisol, which I like. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm like, needs to go and do this just like out of pure interest and using these things as tools to then better how, you know, we're feeling and how we're living and making changes. Right. And some people that are like entrepreneurs type A, they kind of need to see those numbers. To feel no, I'm like, show me the data. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Come on, people. Okay, so I'm curious to know a little bit more about you and how you bring in this balanced lifestyle like into your own life. What is it that you do on like a regular either daily or weekly basis? The biggest thing is just maximizing efficiency. So making sure when I'm working, I'm actually getting work done. If I'm sitting there and I'm not working or I'm having a hard time focusing, then I switch and do something else. So whether that's switching to a different task that I know I'm going to be focused on or switching and going for a walk or whatever I need to do, just something to make sure I'm maximizing efficiency. Because if I'm just sitting there looking at the screen and not actually doing anything, that's a huge waste of time, which is time that could be spent doing something enjoyable, right? Or optimizing my schedule, which we kind of talked about, but I like really batching my time. So you can only focus for a certain amount of time. So if you're kind of batching what you're doing, then you're going to be, again, more efficient throughout the day, which will mean you have to spend less time working. Having other hobbies, which is something that I see when I see entrepreneurs in clinic that come to see me because they're burnt out. They're working all the time. They're not outsourcing properly. They're scared to set boundaries, but just they don't have any other hobbies. Like they don't know what they like anymore. And if you don't know what you like and what you enjoy, then it's really easy to get stuck in work because that's kind of a safe place getting outside every day. If I'm not outside every single day, then outside just immediately puts everything into perspective. If you walk outside, you see all the trees or at night, you see the stars and immediately makes your kind of little problems just seem not like just, they are little. (laughs) When you're in the problem, the problem seems huge. But as soon as you have time to get outside, it just kind of refocuses things. And I think just not taking things too seriously. Like I said, with the business, if your business is your baby, that's like a bit intense. <laughs> um, you might need to have some space from that. And then just being okay, letting go. I mean, I think the and because I'm also type A person, obviously. So I think when I first started business and maybe even when I was first in school, I mean, I think just letting go and letting other people do things for me, even if they might not be exactly the way I would do them, 
was huge. And once you start doing that, you're like, oh, there's a lot of things I can let go of and let other people handle for me. And it might not be perfect, but you know, oftentimes it is really good or it gets done in a way that you wouldn't have thought about and it's better. So. Yes. And you were the queen of delegating, I think. Like of everyone I see, I like you are the first to say, oh, I'm going to have so-and-so on my team do this and -and so-and-so do that. And yeah, you just really maximize that. Was that hard for you to transition into like having somebody do a job in a way that maybe won't be exactly how you do it? The thing is, the more you trust other people to do those things for you, the easier it gets because you realize that it doesn't have to be the way that you thought in your head that it had to be and that everything's going to be okay. Like mistakes will happen. And guess what? It's okay. At the end of the day, it's always okay. And that's something that Gabe, who's my partner, who's the counselor always says, how can we reframe this? And if it's like, okay, I'm worried my business is going to fail. I'm worried we're going to go bankrupt. I'm worried I'm not going to have any patience. It's like, well, has that ever happened? What's the likelihood Mm -hmm. of it actually happening? (laughs) Have we ever been in a situation where, you know, X happened? It's like, well, no, actually we haven't. So like, why am I spending so much time worrying about that if that hasn't actually happened and the likelihood of it actually happening is low. And again, that comes back to taking time to reflect. And if you're on the hamster wheel, you don't have time to do that and you lose perspective of, of everything else going on around you. That's so true. And I think also like our brains are hardwired for safety and survival, Yes, right? Like this goes back to like a long time ago where on a daily basis, we were just surviving. And so now we get that narrative in our own mind that's like, oh my gosh, can't get off because like you listed all those reasons. Like what if they all stop coming? What if I never get another client? Exactly. I remember- You know, in the first year of my business, my dad, like things were going so well. It's like getting all the clients, all the things. And my dad was like, aren't you just worried one day it'll all stop? (laughs) And I was like, no, but since the day, I know he's a small business owner himself. And so he he owns a candy shop. So cute. And I mean, since he told me that, then I couldn't get this right. idea out of my head. Exactly. And I finally said I to him, I said, Dad, what do you, why, why would you plant this yeah. seed? And yes, he, then he said, well, look at me. He's like, I've been thinking this for yeah. literally decades and it has never happened. Right. Even during the pandemic, right. it did not happen. So I think that it's so much about shifting our mindset away from that constant survival and into right. living. Yes. Yeah. And I think too, what you talk about a lot, which I like, is doing more what you're passionate about and not just Mm -hmm. following what everyone's doing. Because if you're just following what everyone's doing and trying to do like get rich quick, it's going to be really hard to be kind of motivated and inspired by that. Um, And then I think it's a lot easier to get stuck on that wheel because you're feeling pressured to kind of make money and to sell things without feeling inspired to help other people. Yeah, so true. You're always yes. there with the reframe and the root thing. I love it. <laughs> That's so, right. so with good. The why. It always comes down to why. It well, does. Why like why? It always comes down to why. Yeah. So curious. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how are you enjoying the shift away from the business coaching and back into, well, it's not necessarily back because you, you've also started right. this whole new store. So right. how has that shift been for you? Oh, amazing. Again, it was about working smarter, not harder. And I recognize myself feeling overwhelmed. And for me, it's like on the spectrum, you get overwhelmed and then the burnout happens. So if Mm -hmm. you start feeling overwhelmed, anytime I feel that I'm like, oh, or if I start feeling irritated with things that wouldn't normally irritate me, like I'm standing in line in the store and it's taking too long. Like if those things start bothering me, then I know I'm starting to stress out or if I'm not sleeping as well, 
um, because I have really good sleep kind of habits, then I know I'm starting to get in that overwhelmed stage, which is a big red flag for me to, to, you know, sit back, reflect and start shifting things. Um, So for me, it's like, well, why am I working so hard to create this whole new business online when I already have a super, super busy practice here? And I can still adjust because the reason why I wanted to do that, because I wanted to adjust my hours and work less and do like one to one and do more online, um, which I still do now less one to one, but it's very, very balanced. It's more than I was doing when I was trying to focus on the online stuff, but Mm -hmm. I was working so hard to try and get that going that it just kind of canceled out basically for me. And then, and then I started thinking, well, what, what could I do that would be different that is going to take less time and less energy, but it's going to be better for my business and for my life moving forward. And that was starting the store because we already have a whole bunch of patients that come and buy supplements at the clinic, but only patients that are patients, only people that are patients are allowed to buy supplements from me. But by opening a Uh completely separate business, I'm allowed to sell to the public. So it's almost like having this like professional grade supplement store in the Kootenays and no one in this area has that right now. So it's something that's totally new to our area. And it's not, and I, we can use our receptionist still like everything. It, it was work kind of setting it up, but now that it's set up, it's not a lot of extra effort because it's already running. Like it was already there to begin with. We just expanded it. If that makes sense, yes, which absolutely. is way less stress for me, yes. way less stress for my partner. And it's just like everything is just easier because everything is all ready there. And we already have this huge client base. Um, and it and also kind of what you say, it's like, well, look back at your email marketing. I think a lot of times, and it's getting more in the business realm, but people are so focused on getting new leads and reaching out, but that's mm-hmm. very energetically draining versus just being like, I'm here. You have these people that are already pumped about your services and just reaching out to them because word of mouth is really, truly the best way to, to build your business, whether yes. that's small town or online. Um, but I just realized I was spending too much time with the outreach part of it and being online because I've never, and I think you know this, but I, I had only got social media in the last like four years. I'd never had it before that. And the only reason I got it, because someone said, well, for your clinic, you need to have an Instagram page. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, it's really draining. And yeah. it's not, you know, other people don't find it so draining, but I find it really, really draining being on there all the time. And I definitely feel yeah, a definitely lot. Is more calm and grounded <laughs> and present, not being on there as much and also less pressure because there's so much pressure, right. but feeling like you need to be making all these reels and doing all these things. And, um, it's a lot, like, I feel like it's a heavy load for how much I was able to grow versus what I'll be able to grow with the store. Yeah. I always say that you really need to look at your input of energy Right. versus what you're actually getting out of the business. What's the ROI right. of how much energy uh-huh. you're spending on something? And yeah. social media, like different components of it were one of the yeah. first things that I ever outsourced because it is really draining. And it's so, right. it yeah, totally. it takes such a demand. I'm just so happy for you. And for those of you who have not seen the new store, it is like the most beautifully designed thing. Can I just add? This isn't Thank just you. like a store. Like it is, it, it's beautiful in and of itself. So so you have given us so many wonderful things to think about and incorporate. And while we all have this dream of living out our own freedom version, right, whatever that means to each and every one of us, and as many of us start and grow our own businesses and we want to bring more of this wellness and this freedom into our day to day, 
I have one last question for you, which is what advice do you have for entrepreneurs listening right now that are on a mission to incorporate more freedom in their life? Well, the biggest thing, like I said, is stepping back and looking at financial goals versus time goals and mapping that out. Because once you have that mapped out, it just makes it really easy to see what you actually need to do to get there. (laughs) If you don't have the map, it's going to be really hard to find your way. And then the other things are just looking at the basic things like exercise. Like, are you under-exercising? Are you over-exercising? Like, again, it comes back to me to balance. If you're exercising too much all the time, that's pushing your adrenals a bit too much. So if you're feeling worse after that, then you might need to decrease it down. Diet, are you having way too much coffee or not enough protein or too many carbs? Like it's, it's, again, it comes down to balance. It's no all or nothing. And then the other thing too, that is really hard for a lot of entrepreneurs that I see in my clinic, patients especially that are feeling burnt out is again, looking back at those boundaries and the kind of need to have control over everything that's running, that's happening in your business. Because once you can get better at saying no and having clear kind of expectations and, and not porous boundaries, but boundaries that you have a good kind of consequence for, and you're actually following through on that. And then also being able to let go. I mean, those are two of the biggest things, like, like starting with your roadmap, then having good boundaries and then outsourcing. And it doesn't mean you need a huge team. Like I don't have, I have a virtual assistant right now and a receptionist. And then we have a cleaner and like a few other kind of smaller things like that. Um, but that's not a huge team, but we, like, we do a lot of business, you know, you just need to find the right team, which I know we've talked yes. about before. <laughs> yeah. It takes time for sure, but it it's so time. worth it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Let us know how can people either connect or work with you if they're in your area? Yeah. So, and I guess the other thing I should say is supplements. <laughs> I love herbs and nutrients to help calm that sympathetic nervous system. And I think that so many entrepreneurs especially need to be on some sort of adrenal support because that just takes the the edge off and you just have a lot. I think when people are stuck in the rabbit or the, whatever, the wheel, I was going to say the rabbit wheel. The hamster wheel. (laughs) The hamster wheel. Um, Sometimes they just need a break. And if they can't actually take that break physically, sometimes just using, like I really like using encapsulated lavender essential oil just to calm the sympathetic Mm. nervous system, just to give their brain a break. And when your brain has a break, then you can sit back and say, oh, I need a break. (laughs) And then it's a lot easier to kind of reassess and re kind of structure things. I mean, like I take adrenal support every single day and magnesium every single day. And that just really keeps things nice and balanced for me. But the reason why I'm bringing that up is because the way that you can reach me is through Achillea and Co., BC on Instagram or achillianco.com. That's our professional grade supplement store, which I'm so pumped about. And I have in there, I actually have a stress and anxiety section. (laughs) So you can go in there and look at the supplements there and everything that we use. We only have things in the store that we would use ourselves and things that I have spent a lot of time researching and just know a lot about and a lot of experience with. So it's only good stuff in there. It's not um, yeah, it's cause sometimes when you go to health food store, it's a bit overwhelming and you're like, I don't know where to start, but we only have a few things in each category just to make it really easy for people. And I also have an anxiety bundle in there, which is really good when people are in that overwhelmed state before they get burnt out. If they're in the more burnout, then I usually like using, um, there's adaptogen in there and stress B complex. But if anyone has any questions, don't hesitate to let me know. Um, but yeah, you can definitely reach out to me there. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Amanda. This has been so good. And you've given us so many good reframes and ways to think about just the way that we're approaching life and business and appreciate you so, so much. 
Yes, you too. It's so nice to chat with you. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Freedom Found Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at crystal.church for a chance to win a 30-minute coaching call with me. Catch you next time.